Hey, hey everybody, this is Scooter here, and this is episode three of our holiday series, uh, Claude Neon Report, I guess this is what I'm calling it, or I don't know what I called it last week, but this week I'm calling it the Claude Neon Report, here's the tapes that have just come in from Claude Neon. Thank you, Scooter, this is Claude Neon Reporting. And during my last report, we had just finished up. We had just gotten word we were not in touch with the North Pole, that the power was out there, and we had lost communication. And I'm just as just as in dark in the dark as you are, folks. You're trying to piece together what is lore from my childhood, what is real. And Roberta Claus was talking about these bell snickels. And I, I said, she said, I thought I wasn't sure if it was Bell Snickle, Bell Snickles. But, it, you know, just moments ago, this is a quick report. I'm fine. Roberta sat us down and she said, these, these Bell Snickles. It was like she was, I was watching her using the magical map, using her writing. As she said, the power was slowly fading. She was going back and forth, almost like she was uh, filing with paper and pen, and uh, like in a TV procedural, she was going through files, putting them, but this was all with, with just a few pieces of paper. And she was telling us the, the globe had started to crawl with these bell snickles. And what I pictured in my head of later, as Roberta just moments ago explained to me, she said, it's not really that scary, Claude. But she said, these, these bell snickers are going from house to house. They carry a branch. It just meant as a general warning, a, a, a holly branch. It looks much like these modern-day cinnamon brooms that so many people have in their homes. She said, Claude, keep it out of your if you If you go back to a home, keep this. She goes, those are much too powerful. And she, Roberta Claus said, there's no cinnamon in those. She said, and I said, are they on the naughty list? And she said, Claude, we're using the naughty list just for this situation only. And I said, I'm sorry, Roberta. But she said that the Bell Snickles were going house to house across the world, dropping off elves on shelves, she said, which was a modern day twist. And some of these old elf you put on your shelf that watches your children to make sure they're good. And Roberta Claus said she, she didn't like this one bit. But the Bell Snickles seemed to be warning the world and telling people to keep up the good work. But, you know, she said she, she wasn't sure. But she said they don't seem to be doing any uh, actions other than warning people to behave. And she said, as far as they can tell, the consequences are only implied, which she said, you know, is quite worse than actually telling the consequences. She said they're not even hinting at the consequences. They're just saying the elves will be watching. Good day to you. And she said they seem to be giving out some sort of candy or some such thing. And I said, Roberta, what do you think of all this? And she said, this is some sort of long game, Claude. This isn't just about this Christmas. This Christmas is only the beginning, it seems. She said they, they must be trying to create some sort of tipping point in order 
She's, I'm not 100% sure. I'm trying to observe the best I can, Claude. And I said, well, Roberta, what's our next step? What are we going, what are we going to do? And she said, well, we can't take every bell snickle. There's way too many bell snickles to take on. And, and you may say, who am I to question Roberta Claus? But I'll tell you, at the time, I, I, am just try, I was just trying to help. I said, well, can't you do some sort of Santa action, Roberta? And we could go house to house and put them in some sort of Christmas reverse present delivery. Take the elves. Take the bell snickles. Well, we can help. We could use some candy cane rain. And she said, well, that's out. And she said, we she goes, without power from the North Pole, Claude. It, it, it would be just barely po po possible. I'm not even sure we could do it. And she goes, it's complicated. You don't know everything that goes into Christmas night, Christmas Eve. And we call it Christmas night because it starts on the eve. But she goes, it would be nearly impossible. And she goes, after that, we'd be powerless. And I can't tell what they're up to here. So we can't risk it. And I said, you're right, Roberta. This must be some sort of long game. They're setting things up. I said, do you think this is some sort of multi, multi? And then we were cut off. And right now, Spackle's telling Roberta, we're getting a call, a call in for help via the map. And I don't understand again where the technology and the magic or the, the power of Christmas meet. But I'll be back with another report as soon as, soon as I know what's happening. This is Claude and again, we, I do, we, we, we had received that call, and it turned out it was a call coming in, a call, offer of assistance, and a call for assistance from some sort of sprite or gnome-type creature, is what it looked like. And it was a deciduous, no, it was the evergreen forest, we'll say it's a gnome, but I don't know, there was a lot of muttering, I was in the... You know, the sleigh has the front seat, and I was in back, leaning forward. And I said, Spackle, you know this guy? Spackle, Roberto's like, it's an evergreen. Spackle's a deciduous forest elf, Claude. This is an evergreen forest. Not an elf either. And it was up in the mountains, and we landed just at the edge of a mountain lake. And there, not far from the shore, was standing a creature... It was an evergreen creature, not a frightening creature at all. Uh, it was not a tree-based creature, though it did have evergreen. It seemed like, it was like, is that some sort of a, a camouflage, I'm assuming? Or peacock feathers, I don't know anything at the time, I did not know. But it looked like a kindly, older, gnome-type uh, head larger than a human, a body... Uh, proportion a bit like a giant smurf i would say uh dark but but also uh very androgynous i was still not sure and i guess uh, it, it, it could be genderless because it was some sort of unknown creature just but from the deciduous force but we will say a gnome 
I, uh, good gnome, I, I, I bet Scooter would say. But Roberta, her language is always much nicer than mine, so we landed there by the lake. A few feet away from the creature, about 10, 15 feet away, to, you know, in order for not to be frightened by the sleigh. And behind the creature was a glimmering mountain lake, just frozen. And the mountain peaks were reflected in the lake. The lake was not covered in snow. It was near mirror-like. It was beautiful. It was breathtaking, the air. Uh, the air had a chill to it. And we settled the sleigh down. And the three of us stepped out of the sleigh, and Roberta walked down near the lake shore to the creature. And she said, Hello, I'm Roberta Claus. Uh, what's your name for a sprite? And she said, he said, and the creature, the forest sprite said, I am Nitch Hirup. And then Roberta Claus said, I'm sorry. And he said, Nitch Hirup. And I said, Roberta, it sounds like Nitch Hirup. And the creature said, Nitch Hirup. Yes. And Roberta Claus said, well, how can we help you, Nitch Hirup? And the creature, the creature said, I want to help you, Roberta Claus. The Christmas star is waning. It's being clouded out, Roberta Claus. And Roberta Claus said, we, we know that, Nitsirup. How can you help us? And Nitsirup said, well, I want all the good children in the world. No, no, I, we don't, I don't want the bad children to take over for Christmas. Only the good children, Roberta. I want to help make sure all the children are good, just like you. And I, I, I don't know if it was the, the tone of the creature or my inability to read its facial features, but I felt like something was off. And we were still a few feet away from the creature, and Roberta leaned to me. And she said, Claude, go back to the sleigh next to the medical kit is a cookie tin. A bottomless cookie tin, Claude. Grab some cookies. And I said, which ones were? And she said, the cookie tin will know, Claude. Just go get the cookies. And Roberta leaned over to Spackle. And she said, Spackle, I want you to go into the evergreen forest and I want you to find the evergreen forest elves. And whatever you need to promise them, I need you to bring back as many as you can to help us. And then Roberta started to walk down towards Net Syrup, Net Syrup, or whatever the creature was called. Net Syrup, I think that was it. I'm a reporter, I'm checking my notes, you know. But Roberta said, Net Syrup, would you like a cookie? As she walked closer, and I caught up to Roberta, and she said, Claude, give me the cookies. And I handed the cookies, and I looked down, and they were little Chris, those green Christmas tree cookies with almost minuscule little candied, I presume they were candied ornaments, silver, little round and golden silver balls. And they were almost the perfect cookie for where they are for no uh, frosting to freeze. But she said, 
light green color with a sugary cookiness shining through it. And I could see Neha Serp's eyes go wide. And Roberta walked a little bit closer. She was still about two armfuls away, arm lengths away from Nedha Syrup. And as she reached out and got close to him, she dropped the cookie, the first cookie into the snow. And she said, oops, of course, I'm sorry. And Ned Hot Syrup said, oh, no, Roberta, I'll be a good, like a good child and I'll pick it up. But I noticed uh, Roberta called me over with her elbow. Or she gave an elbow like, hurry up and get next to me. And Ned Hot Syrup, instead of bending at the waist, much at first I thought, well, this is an intelligent creature for its bending at the knees to pick the cookie up. Not bending forward, using its knee, it's, I guess like it's... Uh, squatting type muscles but as it bent down Roberta Claus hit me with her elbow and pointed at the gleaming lake and in the lake was the reflection of Ned Hasserub's back and in that reflection I could see an entirely different creature which was weird to me I said it's because seeing Scooter is not doing this because seeing the reflection of a creature on the back of another creature. It makes it, my, it boggled my mind. I could not make sense of it. And at first, I tried to figure out, but it was some sort of some sort of face that looked much more devious than the creature facing us and much more ominous, and its eyes were glaring at its own reflection in the lake. And my heart leapt. I wondered if it could see me, but it could not. It was too busy staring at it, glaring at itself, staring and glaring. And Roberta said, stay calm, Claude. And then there was a rumble behind us, like a a long, distant rumble, and it almost felt like the ground shook. Roberta said, don't don't turn around, Claude, just stay calm again. And there was something about her voice and the factuality of it. It wasn't in order to stay calm, and it wasn't a reassurance telling me, you know, to remain calm. But something about a commie, and she handed another cookie to Nethas Serb. She said, here's another cookie. And Nethas Serb gobbled the cookies down and kind of made the kind of sounds a strangely shaped creature would make as it gobbles cookies with joy. They said, oh, oh, good. And, and, and Roberta said, oh, those are very dry cookies, aren't they, Claude? Claude, go back to the sleigh, and fetch some hot cocoa, won't you? And she goes below the sleigh near the engines is always warm, but never scolding cocoa dispenser. Just go down there under the sleigh and, and pour a few cups of cocoa for the three of us. Right there under the sleigh, near the warm cocoa dispenser, Claude. Stay there, she whispered to me. 
And then I noticed as I got ready to turn around that Roberta was slowly moving her hand full of cookies, holding one between her thumb and her forefinger, making slow movements in Ned Hosterup's eyes and his body moved with the cookie. And as I went to turn, as I turned to walk to the sleigh, Roberta said, you know, Ned Hosterup, how can you help us on our quest to save Christmas? And the creature said, oh, Roberta, I'm so excited. I want, you know, there's the not, I was thinking I could help you with a good list for children. And we could keep a watch on all the children and make sure they're doing good things instead of bad things. And Roberta said, well, I lament to tell you, but it seems that's already started with this, uh, this secret Santa. Have you heard of the secret Santa in that hot syrup? Oh, Roberta, Roberta, you, you should come down to the shore with me and let's look into this gleaming lake in the mountains around us. Come in, and I think you may be able to use your magic to help find out more about this secret sin and see the vision I'm talking about. And uh, now, uh, after that, I turned to walk back to the sleigh, and I saw up the mountain coming at us. Something that normally would have given me the chills if I didn't have the reverse of the chills, uh, the confidence instilled in me, or the, I, I, I don't know the word to describe it, countenance, I don't know. But I saw straight out of a cartoon a giant snowball rolling and growing headed towards Roberta Claus in the sleigh and I. Now, it wasn't at a level that was insane. It was barely uh, bigger than myself at the time, but I now knew why Roberta told me to get near the cocoa dispenser. And I I had to do to follow what she said. And they said, well, maybe there's a hose or something. This is part of Roberta's plan. So I climbed under the sleigh. And you wouldn't believe it, all the the inventiveness of the the Christmas elves and Santa Claus, and who I think Roberta had planned on using this Christmas to talk about scientific advancements she had made with the sleigh. But right by the engine, near one of the cooling manifolds, was a hot cocoa dispenser. And it had a little place for dispensing mug, but now is not the time to be describing dispensers. And Roberta, she looked from under the sleigh. After, you know, I said, she's called to leave these mugs alone. It's interesting how they're stored here. And she was still navigating a dance with Ned Haas Syrup. She was trying to get Nathas Syrup to turn around, and Nathas Syrup was trying to get her to walk around, and Roberta was waving the cookies. And the the giant snowball was rolling towards them. 
And at some point it got closer and closer, the snowball, it was rumbling, and Roberta acted like she had no idea it was coming. But I was not afraid. I, I, there was some part about me that felt as placid as the, the lake. Or maybe my fear was frozen in a... But, but the ball was coming, and at some point even knit her syrup became enamored and started to giggle and Roberta Claus said, What's so funny? He said, Oh no nothing, Roberta, don't worry soon. We won't be worried one such thing or something. And then Roberta said, I I I I'm getting some snow dust and she faked the worst fake sneeze I've ever seen. And as she sneezed she threw the rest of her cookies in the air. She, this, I said, what kind of training are they doing at the North Pole? For as the cookies flew up, so did Ned Hasserup's attention. And Ned Hasserup chased after the cookies as they, they seemed to pause in the air. And I say, I would not doubt if that was some sort of Santa magic. Roberta Claus dove and rolled like a Jason Bourne. Jacinda Bourne and rolled out of the way and the giant snowball came and rolled right over Ned Hasserup. It was smooshed right onto Ned Hasserup's face and rolled and stopped right at the side of the lake. And Roberta Sklaus said, Claude, come quick with the, with the syrup. And she dusted herself off, and she walked down to the snowball about twelve feet high, perfectly round, but for one lump sticking out of it, but pressed into the snow, was a circleish oval of Nethas Syrup's face. And I brought two mugs of cocoa to Robert, and she had a sip. She said, Claude, do yourself a favor and have a sip. And then hold the cocoa. And then she took her, her mug and dumped it into the lake in some of the water. Melted away and she reached her cup into the ice cold water. Threw it in the air above the snowball. Blew on it. And I did hear something that sounded like wind chimes. And then an icy rain surrounded the giant snowball and turned it into a solid mass of ice. And then Roberta said, some, some cocoa for our guests, Claude. And the only thing not frozen was the face of Nethas syrup. And Roberta said, don't worry, this, I know what I'm doing. She said, give, give Nethas syrup a little, a little cocoa. And Ned Hassarup said, oh, so, so sorry about that, Roberta. So sorry about the accident. My my worst half there. It was all my worst half's idea. And Roberta said, here, have a little more now, Ned Hassarup. You'll be trapped now. And not long after that, through the edge of the forest came Spackle. Trailing behind Spackle were hundreds and hundreds of uh, elves, again, spackle-type elves, though slightly different in build. But that's not important right this second. And Roberta said, uh, were you planning on uh, freezing me in the lake or trapping me in the lake or a giant snowball in that house syrup? 
And he said, well, we're, we, 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 we were, Roberta. We, we, were, we wanted to save Christmas from you. We don't think you or Santa have been doing a very good job with the children of the world. And Roberta said, your tone has changed, Ned Hassar, or should I say, Perchton, yes, I know it's you, the two of you. And I said, Roberta, who is Perchton? And she said, well, Perchton's a two-faced Christmas, Christmas, she goes, it's not a spirit, it's a Christmas rogue. And Ned Hassar made a, what is it called, a strawberry And Roberta said, Christmas trickster, two-faced, but no two, never, neither side of Perchton could be satisfied, for one side looks for the bad in children, and one side looks for the good, but the side looking for the good will never be satisfied, will you, Ned Hassarup? And she, the creature says, well, there's always good to be done, Robert. And it was weird talking to a giant snowball creature at this point. And Roberta said, so are you working with uh, Secret Santa? And Perchton Syrup or whatever the creature said, uh, I'll never tell, Roberta, for tattletales go on the naughty list. And Roberta turned to me and she said, Now, Claude, you see Perchton here. He's a fearmonger, making the children always wonder the children of the past. Am I good? Am I a bad child? Or am I a not good enough child? For Perchton can never be pleased. The quick children would always question themselves whether they were good or bad. But you know, Claude, what I always say is, what a question I would want, is it, am I going to have one cookie or two? And with that, Roberta popped her Christmas tree cookie into her mouth, and she flipped one to me like it was a giant half dollar off her thumb. And she said, that is a bottomless cookie tin. I wonder how many cookies we could eat while we're sitting here, Claude. And, uh, oh, look, my hot cocoa has refilled itself. How about yours? And we had some cocoa. And I could tell the scent was strong and the forest elves were still slowly approaching. And Roberta said, I just need to know a little th- few things about Secret Santa. Just, just one or two things. And you could have a few cookies. Uh, one cookie per answer. And Perston seemed to consider it, but, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And even trying, you could see the creature trying to wiggle itself out to confront its other half. And I could swear I almost heard some mumbling coming through it. And then Roberta brought the cookie close. Not close enough to tease, but close enough. And she said, here, I want to give you this cookie. Just, Just help me a little bit. And finally, Nethouse Syrup seemed to brace it. Secret Santa, Roberta. Secret Santa, it's in the name the answers you seek. I cannot tattle on Secret Santa. But Secret Santa's a bit like me. Cookie, please. And Roberta... Place the cookie in Herb's mouth. 
and stepped back, and she it seemed like her muscles relaxed, and still I was confused. And she turned to me, and she said, Secret Santa, Santa's secrets. What could that be? And I said, Roberta, does Santa Claus have a secret? And she said, it depends on how you define secret, but I think I have a... She goes, I think I might have something we can go on, Claude. But we're going to need help in her. She raised her voice for the forest elves had just come. The evergreen forest elves of the mountain. Again, I'm not... I, I was just observing at the time... I'm actually here recording under the sleigh. You would believe how good the acoustics are under here. And any time I feel like the story, my storytelling's not going well, I put my my cheek against the... At first, I was afraid to put my cheek against the hot cocoa dispenser. But Roberta said, never scolding. It's always comforting and warm. But Roberta said, we're going to need your help for ourselves. And I know Santa used to have a rigorous program for North Pole elves, and some of you may have felt like it was exclusive or exclusionary. But I need help from the elves of the world. I need all of you to help save Christmas. So the standards for the elf program are about to be changed. One could say they're being relaxed, or they're merely being redefined. All is I need to know is, will you help me? For I think I may have a plan that will not only in the long term help the forests and the forest elves and the woods elves and the jungle elves and the riparian elves, I think it will help everyone. But more than that, when this secret sin is done with the human children of the world, I'm not sure where this force will stop. For the secret Santa seems to have a different idea of the natural order of things, a much stricter idea than the one that grows in the loamy organic soil of your forests. So I need to know if all of you will help me, and without question all of the hand. Well, there was a few that went, uh, that didn't even grow up, they just started walking back to the woods. But the hands went up, and Roberta said, Good. But we have some elves uh, to, on the shelves to deal with and many more things soon, so soon, my children. And I won't forget this day that you have joined forces with the North Pole. And then Roberta was about, it seemed like she was going to make one last point, but then Perchin kind of uh, uh, burped and said, another cookie, and then Roberta said, thank you, thank you. And then she said, Claude, give the Perchton two more cookies, one for each side, and then, and then we'll be off. And I said, where, Roberta? And she said, don't worry. And I said, I have, Roberta, you, when you, she said, Claude, 
go prepare the sleigh. And so I'm going to cut off this broadcast because I'm supposed to be preparing the sleigh. I really, she's still talking to the forest elves over there. Seems like she's doing a meet and greet. And when she has her back turned, some of the elves are throwing snowballs at Perchton, which I don't think is very nice. But they're not hard. They're poof, those poofy mountain snowballs. So anyway, we'll be back soon. This is Claude Neon reporting. Good night. Thank you for iTunes reviews over at sleepingpodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, good night from Lilith Eve CM. Thank you and good night. SD404. Simply put, SD404 sounds like a cleaner. The cleaning and sleepy power of SD404. Isn't that one of those formulas? Yeah, what do you got in your SD card? Formula 404. Keeps my SD cards clean. A scooter that's full of spyware. Oh, whoops. But simply put, the podcast works. Thank you, SD 404. Uh, Nana AM Nona. AM Nonum. Nana uh, says it's an excellent app. Uh, this app is fantastic, always focused, can't stop thinking. Whatever's on my mind, uh, this cures the problem, funny musings, me and mental wanderings. Uh, get me off my focused thoughts, thank you. Uh, Joe Flo says it's sleepy time. I don't know if that's if you're related to Flo Joe, the famous Olympian. But Joe Flo, that also sounds like it could be a cleaner. Hey, is your sync collect? Have you tried any Joe Flow? Well, what's Joe Flow? Well, I got this friend. Her name's Joe. She's got a she 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 has uh, rubbery bones, so she just sticks her hand down my sink. She's thin and has rubbery bones. Like remember when you used to soak a chicken bone in vinegar and bend it? She she was born like that. Strangest thing. That's uh, Joe Flow. Uh, bye today. You mean rent it today? Well, user service today. The flow, Joe Flow. The arm that unclogs. Uh, but Joe Flow says his sleep is an important part of the day. And current sleeping arrangements are not ideal. But thanks to the magician of sleep. Oh, maybe she do. She might listen to another podcast. The magician of sleep. I, I, I gotta use that. Uh, she's able to get into a comfortable state of mind. Thank you, Joe Flo. Uh, Pirate Jane says it's a must-have if you can't sleep. Most effective thing used. The voice of meandering stories send her into slumber. Thank you, Pirate Jane. Uh, LK on 24 really helps them sleep. And then we have It Works by Chilton 1977. After a couple of wink, weeks, they've started relaxing as soon as they hear my voice. And they love how I sleep in, sleep in sleepy words or say bore, bore, bore. It works. Thanks, Scooter. And they find my voice extra soothing. And then a Canadian friend, EHDNX, JBSBFKSKFBSBS. E-dinks, just fix, subafugs.
Good old Ajinx, Sega 6, Jugafugs. That's one of my favorite. I think, we, did you go to a dance with me one time? I think I used to call you Jinx, Jinxalina, but from Canada. It works on the first try. Thank you. And over on Twitter, I want to say goodnight and uh, sleep tight to uh, Juanita uh, Andrea G. Thank you for introducing. Hopefully it works on Juanita. Hopefully you don't see her this because you're sleeping. I want to say goodnight to Lulu. Oh, Lulu. Uh, congratulations on your move. Uh, good night to Babs. Good night to Sully. I, I'm glad Sully had a nice. He went to LA. And he went for a hike. At first, he didn't get, get a hike invite, but he did eventually. Runyon Canyon, I think. Unless he had a case of the Runyons from too many Funyons. Uh, Mary uh, Go. Mary Beth, thank you. Lady Jane. Thank you so much. Hopefully, Benny, you can test out the podcast. Sammy, I hope you're happy. Uh, MYK, what's up, buddy? Thank you, night. Uh, Cat Gray, good night. Oak Town, aka Nerdy Three, good night. Good sleep tight. Uh, Mike T, good night. Uh, Char, 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 Charlie, Charlie, Unicorn, good old, uh, what's your old nickname? Now you're annoying dog, there's no annoying dogs. Uh, Kim JB, thank you and good night. Uh, Kelly S, Lisa K, Lori S, good night. Uh, Young Summer, did you check out the podcast? Good night, Office Party Bear. Have a good winter slumber, K-Files. Nick, hopefully you checked out the podcast, buddy. Illusionoid. Which one of you Illusionoiders listens to this podcast? Good night. Pirate Jane, good night. Thanks for the review. I just connected that here. Uh, Jennifer D. and her boyfriend, good night to both of you. Uh, Ella, good night. Francis, good night. S.A. Brown, good night. Uh, Zachary S. Yes, good night. Emily, good night. Lida, good night. Uh, Janelle and Larray, or Janelle and Larray. Good night, Adam. Good night. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to say good night to Judith and Penny, Amanda, Laura, Adrian, uh, Allison, Alexandra, Babs and Nick, Ahab's wife. Uh, Jane H., uh, I want to say goodnight to Whitney. I've actually talked to Whitney, but I'm talking to, now I'm recording for Thursday. So it's a message from the future. Good night. Uh, Aaron and Cole, good night. Uh, uh, Jillian, good night. Catherine, good night. Bex, good night. Rebecca, good night. Summer, good night. Judith, good night. Brittany, good night. Cass, good night. Andy Tassic, I gotta say good night to you. Melissa D from uh, New York Magazine, good night again. And then everybody on YouTube, I can't, it's, it's my fault, but my phone won't. I should have brought another device to do my thank yous, but good night. I'll be, good night, all of you. Sleep tight. Good night.